If you're hearing this, it means that you're subscribed to the public podcast feed and only hearing the first half of the conversation. If you'd like to listen to the full episode and support the podcast, consider becoming part of the pack over at patreon.com forward slash howl in the wilderness. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Howl in the Wilderness podcast. I'm your host, Brian James. Howl in the Wilderness features deep and insightful conversations with renegade artists, philosophers, psychologists, and spiritual teachers who are working on the edge of dominant culture to recover and revive soul in people and the planet. On this episode, I speak with author and senior maverick at Wired Magazine, Kevin Kelly, about his new book, Excellent Advice for Living. In our conversation, we focus on his advice for entrepreneurs and freelancers. If you'd like to support the podcast, consider joining the pack over at patreon.com forward slash Howl in the Wilderness. Thanks for listening. I'm here with Kevin Kelly. Kevin, thanks so much for making the time to speak with me on the podcast. Oh, it's my privilege and pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, me too. I've been really enjoying going through your book, Excellent Advice for Living. Um, There are some things in there that uh, I wish I had known earlier, (laughs) you know, and had to find out the hard way. And so when I read them in your book, I was like, ah, yep, that's definitely good advice and something I wish I had known before I learned it the hard way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, bits like that. And there's other bits that I kind of knew already, but never really was able to put into a form that I could remember Mm -hmm. myself. So a lot of these are kind of reminders. Yeah. Nice uh, little aphorisms for life. Yeah. And 
For people who aren't familiar with you and your work, I wonder if you wouldn't mind just giving a, a brief introduction on like maybe what qualifies you to give advice. I'm completely unqualified to give advice. <laughs> In fact, all the jobs I'm doing, I've been unqualified for. I'm a college dropout and um, have no serious training in anything, really. I've been photographing for 50 years, all self-taught. And um, I wrote in a kind of a roundabout way of making my captions longer. I don't like to write still. It's really painful for me. I like to write really short. This is the, thus the book, which is a book of sentences. And um, uh, I have lived 71 years, so um, that's some advantage in looking at the world. And I've been able to hang around um, a lot of people who had very little money, very little of anything in Asia. That was sort of my stomping ground was um, people who had very little. And I've been privileged to hang around with the richest people in the world um, and everybody in between. So I have some experience from that. And I also would say um, um, I'm maybe one of the happiest people that I know. So that might give me some bit of a platform to talk about. It's like, if you're gonna get a, a health advice, make sure it's a really healthy person that's giving you advice <laughs> and not the sick one. So anyway, I, maybe those are my, those are my uh, qualifications. Yeah. Well, that's, that's definitely a big test for me is um, looking at how the advice the person is giving you know, especially the celebrity experts, look at how yeah. it's uh, functioning in their life. Right. Yeah. You Do you want to be them if you look closely at their lives? And, you know, one of my bits of advice is, is you don't want to be famous because if you're around really famous people, you see very quickly that it is nothing that you should aim for. There are people who are famous kind of inadvertently, like, you know, if you're President Obama, right? I mean... You, 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 it's, it's a heavy tax you have to pay for the rest of your life, mm. but you don't really want to aim there um, because it's, it's debilitating. And same thing, and I'll give you a piece of advice, not in the book, to your listeners, whatever you do, try as hard as you can not to have a billion dollars. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, because uh, it's terrible. It's um, debilitating, destabilizing, very warping, terrible for your kids. Um, and you don't need it to do anything that you want to do. That's yeah. the same thing. That's great. Um, okay, so let me also just plug something you neglected to mention was that uh, you were editor and publisher of the Whole Earth Catalog, one of the greatest magazines ever ever made ever um still to this day it's uh it's such a beautiful artifact full of incredible tidbits of information and yeah. instructions for living an alternative lifestyle and do it yourself i mean that was the kind of beginning of diy life oh yeah right? absolutely yeah the earth catalog for a long time was the only place you could find really useful information on how to do something Whatever it was, whether it was repairing a car, building a house, learning welding, sewing, how to do a homeschool. I mean, before the internet, it 
so so the Horace catalog was the internet before there was an internet. It's like an internet printed on newsprint. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the privilege to edit and publish that and write for it. And that formed a lot of, of, of me. But I had things to overcome because of that. I was so biased to doing yourself that it took me a long time to realize that the most viable thing I could do with my time was to hire out stuff, to outsource as much as I could to get someone else to volunteer their precious time to work on something. And so, um, so yeah, you can go too far into do it yourself, which I might have gone too far. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I was editing the Horth catalog. And by the way, we just finished rescanning all the issues to put up at the internet archive. Um, and so very soon there'll be a fresh set of, um, PDFs that anybody can look at. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Um, if you look at them now, they kind of read like blog posts. Yeah. And it's exactly the same sensibility, which is the informed, knowledgeable enthusiast who is wanting to share something that they know that most people don't know about. And that was exactly what we were running in the old days. Yeah. And, you know, I see it as like um, an expression of a real renegade kind of spirit where probably like yourself, where it's not about having um, conventional credentials, right? Right. That bring you a sense of authority or something. Um, But it's about like kind of hard earned wisdom, like learning as you go, learning through trial and error. And and that a lot of that sensibility energy went over to the blogs and people who were blogging and now maybe Substack to some extent. Um, It's that same quality, but at that time in the seventies, um in even 80s there was no alternative there was no place for people like that to to share what they know what they had learned and what they were enthusiastic about what they knew about there was there was no vehicle um and now of course there are millions or thousands or hundreds of thousands of different um options there was none except for Holworth and the magazine that we ran um Mm. so so um I often have difficulty conveying to my um, kids the poverty of information that was the world before there was the internet. Um, it seems so obvious now that this is necessary, this meaning the flow of information, the YouTubes, the the blogs, the encyclopedias. It's like hard to imagine a modern life without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yet we, um, like through kind of persistence, we could find what we were looking for usually, but we had to go out and seek it. Um, I couldn't find it anywhere. No. No. So you had already laid the groundwork for me growing up in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So there was like resources like the Whole Earth Catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, before them in the 60s, in the 60s and um even early 70s there was no way like say you wanted to i don't know um learn how to build um a chicken coop a chicken coop or even something more esoteric you wanted to do saltwater aquariums or something where would you ever be able to find out about that or even to buy some materials like maybe you want to buy some kind of styrene that they use to make um models with where would you where would you go? Where would you look? Um, 
like even if Wes sold locally somewhere, how would you ever know that? And so that that distance is 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 much we've we've gone so far that it's really kind of kind of hard to kind of even imagine going back to that at all. Yeah. Um, well, I thought, you know, there's over 400 little pieces of advice in the book. Um, and I thought, okay, well, how can we bring this into focus for a lot of the people listen to this podcast? Right. So I thought if we focused on advice that could apply to people who are creators and sure. entrepreneurs, that uh, that might be most useful here. So I've, I've plucked out some uh, and I'd like you, cause I think some of them are like little zip files that we can unpack, right? <laughs> I love that image. That's fantastic. They're little zip files. Actually, the, the book was originally subtitled Seeds of Contemplation. Seeds of Contemplation, yeah. The idea was that you could kind of like unpack these seeds, little planty seeds and let them grow. But the publisher, um, didn't really kind of jive with that. So, but I like the idea of maybe I should entitle it zip files for the mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how, you know, I've studied and practiced yoga for a long time. And that's how I always thought of the, the sutra form as little zip files of information that you have to contemplate in order to unpack all the richness uh, embedded in them. That's really great. Um, okay. Before we get to some of the, the zip files that are in the book. I mean, my introduction to your work outside of the whole earth catalog and wired was your essay on 1000 true fans. And, and I think, you know, I would love it if you could offer just a kind of a brief overview of that idea, because it was kind of revolutionary for me in the way I thought about, um, you know, building a, a social media network and what success looked like. I mean, it really brought things into uh, focus for me. So it'd be great if you could just lay that out for people. Yeah, I, I like the, your framing of it um, because part of what I may want to, to come back to emphasize is this idea of redefining success. So that's part of what I was trying to do, you know, previous to that in the old era, Success was um, if you were making, if you were a creator, making you know, writer, singer, musician, photographer, sculptor, even to some extent an inventor. Um, success was uh, a blockbuster, a bestseller, going platinum, mm -hmm. over and a million copies sold. A million copies. That was sort of what it took to to be really successful, and. Um, and that was true because there were studios and publishers and labels and intermediates involved, and they were taking the bulk of the of, of the benefits and profits. And it was not uncommon for musicians to have or appear to be, you know, have number ones and still not be making much money because through their contracts that they had with um, the um, the labels, and so. I thought that with this new technology coming along, um, it just occurred to me that with direct engagements with your fans, that there was a new model that was very going to be possible. And um, it was based around the fact that if you focused on your truest fans, and I define a true fan as nowadays they call them super fans, as anyone who is willing to 
or devoted to, you know, buy everything you produce. The soft cover, hard cover, the Kindle version, the audible version, go to all your concerts, no matter how far away they are, to get the box sets as well as, you know, the autographed merch. They were just totally in. And if you could do enough to get $100 a year from them, from your true fans, you only needed a thousand of them to make a living. You weren't going to make a fortune, but you can make a living. And um, there are just the truest fans. And then there's all these circles around them. They become the basically the, the promoters of your casual fans and your evangelists. So you have an even greater circle of, of income. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So that required, though, that you have direct engagement with them and that they send you or give you the entire amount of how they're supporting you. So 100% of what they were going to pay you went to you directly instead of to your studio or label, then then that would work. Um, and so that was the arithmetic. That was the mathematics of it. And at the time I proposed, it was kind of theoretical. I had not met anybody doing it. It just seemed like this is possible. Um, and then this was very the very beginning of when the crowdfunding websites were starting up kind of before Patreon and Kickstarter. Um, but as it came along, it really made it possible for people to to actually live this out. And um, many, 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 many have. Um, and many have begun there and then later on continue to enlarge their audience to, to go to the millions where they can use um, the studios and the publishers and the labels. They don't mind taking that because here's the price. There's a price, mm. there's a, there's a, a but <laughs> involved in this, in this uh, uh, analysis. And that is it takes, but it takes quite a lot of time, a large part of your life to cultivate those fans, to engage with them, to really be with them you can't just take their money you they they want more from you than that so to be a true fan mm -hmm. so and not everybody is really set up or or personally designed to continue to engage with fans like that to do all that promotion and social media that they might that this kind of a of a, of a venue entails so like if you're going to be doing what the publishers do you've got to do the promotion you've got to do the advertising you've got to do all that stuff so mm -hmm. so it isn't for everybody 
but it's a really great place to start and many people start there and and it's the, the barriers are so low that i think it's a great place for most people to start i mean i want to continue that way but it is a good place to start if and many do continue if um without even expanding it and that that's fine too so yeah. that's the general thesis the new technology allows you to have full engagement with your fans and if you can find a thousand of them pay you a reasonable amount a year and you can make a living yeah and in the essay you point out that uh that scales in terms of uh like your lifestyle requirements so um you 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 kind of give the model as you know if you get a thousand people to give you a hundred dollars a year for what you do that's a hundred thousand dollars which is going to cover a lot of people's lifestyle but if you have um less requirements then you need less fans or you need to charge them less for what you're offering that kind of thing right exactly um, now i wonder so in the time since uh you initially wrote that and even since i think you revised it uh I think people have gotten really used to the abundance of free content out there, which is paid for in other ways. It's paid for through advertisement or, um, you know, celebrities funding their own podcast platforms or YouTube channels, that kind of thing. So there's a kind of hidden source of funding behind it. And people have gotten really used to just getting stuff for free, which has made it difficult for independent producers like me to get people to pay for what I'm offering. So I'm wondering if you have any advice around uh, the different approaches. Like one is to keep everything behind a paywall, maybe like let little yeah. samples get out to give people an idea of what's behind the paywall. Or my approach has been to give everything for free and hope that people will um, find it in their hearts to give you a little something for it. Yeah, th th there's all kinds of models. For, um, I would say just in general, setting aside podcasts at the moment, just in general, in the last past couple of years, there's been a move to subscriptions, which I, for me has always been the best model. Uh, the magazines we were talking earlier, the Whole Earth Catalog, we had no advertising. We were completely subscription uh, subscriber supported, which was beautiful in many ways, not so good in others. The beautiful thing was it was a very, what's the word I want? a very authentic, substantial, significant, and liberating source because we could do what we wanted without having to have the second customer, which was the advertisers. With Wired, we went commercial. The advantage of going with ads is that it was a much bigger scale. We could scale up. The problem with subscribers is kind of like a thousand your fans. We had 20 or 30,000 subscribers and we just couldn't find that many more people who were willing to subscribe. So we kept it all, but it's, it was a smaller world. Whereas with advertising and you have the free coming in, the magazine is almost basically free. Um, you have a bigger, a bigger audience. So um, that there's in the past couple of years, there's been a kind of a shift now where people are beginning to understand that they're really good stuff and the stuff that they want to support is going to be subscription based um, by and large. And there's different ways of, of doing that. One thing I would note that in China, for very odd reasons, podcasts are not free. Hmm. You pay for no, pod, no podcasts are free. Yeah, you pay for podcasts. Huh. 
And I think somewhat like, uh, or like Netflix, where you have these big aggregators that are giving you all the podcasts that they have. So, 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 so part of this is education of, of how, of what we come to expect. I don't think that we can completely go away from the free because, um, you know, even Netflix is going to probably have a free version if, not, if they don't already. And I think that's what we're going to see is kind of like, I pay for YouTube premium is like one of the best bargains in the world. I mean, I'm telling you, if you watch any amount of YouTube, get the premium version because you see no ads. It's just fabulous. Okay. And so there'll be this kind of a thing where, yeah, if usually occasionally I get the free version, I see the ads. If I'm really committed to it, I don't want to, then I'll subscribe. So the people I know who are podcasting, some of the ones that they're doing, like Sam Harris is a very creative um, one. I don't know about if you've encountered his, is very, very simple. The first half of the podcast is free. All right. And then if you want to hear the whole podcast, you pay for it. So you're going along. It's a great podcast. And then in the middle of the sentence, it just stops. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So um, and other people do that where um, I, I, I'm not sure if anybody did, did an article where the article runs along until you get halfway and then and you have yeah. to pay. Substack allows you to do that. Yeah. Substack. Mm -hmm. So so there's versions of that. So so. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think I think maybe in the short term this is a struggle, but I think over time people are going to come to understand, to be educated, that there may be multiple versions of things where you can get kind of like you know a lot of games are that way too. They're the free version, the premium, the freemium, some version of it you can get or software is very much like this these days where you can get mm -hmm. some things, you can get a feel of it where you like it, and then uh, at a higher level. You're going to have to pay for things. I think that generally seems to be um, where we're where we're going with 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 this. Um, there are all kinds of patreons where people are like you're doing is saying, you know, Jason Kotke and his his um, his website, which has been around for almost 25 years. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I have a patronage. If you really are supporting me. Here's what it is. I'm not going to charge anything. Um, I, I think what what's really wonderful is we have an emerging set of different kind of tools, and you can kind of try different things to see what works for you and your tribe. And um, it may be that the Patreon is the kinds of relationships that you want to have, and it may be that you have a freemium version of things. It may be that you um, have two different kinds of information. Um, that you do, we have a, we've had a pod, weekly podcast for six years, and we have affiliate links in the description of the podcast, which is way way down the line. It it, it, it covers our costs of hosting and doing all that kind of stuff, and that's about it. So that's sort of where we landed on that. Um, but I think. Um, I think we're still in that process of educating people and we're now coming to understand that the free is not going to go away. It's freemium. It's, I, I talked about this in my 98 book on the new economy, follow the free. That's the free is you start with the free, then you follow the free. So I, I think you'll and other podcasters will end up with 
some version of it being free, some amount of it being free, some set of it. And then there are deeper or fuller or additional things that um, you're going to charge for. Um, I think generally that seems to be the pattern. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, okay, let's dive into some of these uh, little bits yeah. of advice. Um, no particular order, just the ones that kind of jumped sure. out at me the most. Um, okay, this one I think is really helpful for people who are trying to figure out like what their niche is in whatever kind of world they're working, right? I think it applies anywhere. Uh, the thing that made you weird as a kid <laughs> would make you great as an adult if you don't lose it. Right, right, right. Tell me about that one. Unpack that one. Well, I mean, I just so many people I met in Silicon Valley who describing their youth and their childhood, they were just, they were weird people. They were weird in their approach, weird, you know, some of them autistic, weird for their hobbies. I mean, great example of someone I, I do not know personally, but it was just a great story, was people like um, Jim Henson and um, the guy, Kevin, I can't remember his name, with, who did Elmo, the Muppets, or Big Bird, Carol, who was doing Big Bird. All, all these were like young guys, teenagers, who, are, who loved pu puppets. I mean, they were just weird. They were the weird people in their class, grown teenagers, really into puppets. But that's just one example of that. They didn't lose that weirdness. They just went with it. And um, it could be something that, you know, something weird that you do, uh, uh, kind of an affinity for an approach, going, going to first principles, memorizing things. Um, it's hard to describe, but it's very clear to me that the kind of remarkable people that I admire were kind of weirdos. But they kept it. They didn't, the, the, the education system in society tends to want to hammer out and make you a lot rounder. I think mm -hmm. it is good to be slightly round, well-rounded. Round enough. Round enough. But we need to have some angles and sharpness because that's where the pointy things are the ones that made the breakthroughs. And so, um, so you don't want to lose all of it. And I think kind of, Gravitating to something that you were weird about as a kid says that there's probably something in you about about that particular direction or um, you know attraction that there's something there, um, and whether maybe you're a model builder or maybe you collected weird stuff or you're into ants and so I had a friend who who was early into ants as a kid and then tried all kinds of stuff and finally said yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go into the, I'm going with the ants. Became an entomologist, the Smithsonian Institution, you know. So he followed his weird. Yeah, uh, my wife and I were sitting around having lunch earlier, and um, I was reading her some of the ones I'd picked out, mm -hmm. and we were kind of like test driving them. And so I brought this one up, and then we started just kind of like remembering all the things that made us weird as a kid. And we can see now as we kind of come into our own as adults and find our niches in our respective careers that, oh yeah, that's there, that's that's there, that's there. Oh, that's like that's central true. actually, that thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I really believe that one. Uh, what made you weird as a kid? 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This was an excerpt of a longer conversation. If you'd like to listen to the full episode and support the podcast, consider becoming part of the pack over at patreon.com forward slash howl in the wilderness. Thanks. Thanks.